Welcome back to Hashtag Thoughts with Kat. Today's episode features the amazing Alexa Byrne. She is a stage manager and has done work in non-equity theaters, children's theaters, as well as amusement parks. She has some amazing stories, so I can't wait for you to get to know her a little more and hear all of that. Following it, we have Things Lily Can't Stop Thinking About. We're continuing with our greatest female leads bracket, and I'm excited to see where we end up. So... If you want to play along, I have saved the screenshot of our bracket in my little story bubble on Instagram. So screenshot it for yourself, play with us, and let's get started. Here's Alexa. Hi, Alexa. Hi. (laughs) It's so good to see you and hear you. I know it's been a long time, so yes. exciting. It has been a long time. Alexa and I had the amazing privilege of working together um, with Samuel Lancaster Productions for their holiday spectacular show. Alexa was my stage manager, and we have never actually met in person. We've just met via Zoom. Yes, because where are you right now? I'm in San Jose, California. I'm in like the heart of Silicon Valley. So yes, and I'm in um, the tiny state of Rhode Island. So we are on the complete opposite sides of the country, but um, but we make it work when we get to sit here and talk to each other. Yeah, it's almost like it's like kind of tragic, but then it's not because, you know, we're still here together. That's right. That's right. And sometimes I think about how, you know, if if this situation didn't happen in the world. And, and I know that there's been so much tragedy. Um, but I do try to see the optimism within the hard times as well. And would you and I have even ever met if we didn't do a zoom show because we couldn't do one live, you know, and now I feel like I have a, a strong friend and someone to work with in the industry as, as the years go on. So I'm very blessed. I agree. I think there's a few different like friendships that I've made over this where I'm like, I would have never met these people if it hadn't been for the ability to meet over Zoom across countries and across America. You know, it's pretty amazing. Worked out. Yeah, it's incredible. And then we got to meet so many people from the United States who like we were all doing this show together live and we had people from Nebraska and we had people from Atlanta and it was like it was a really cool experience yeah we were really all over the country for that show yeah barely anybody was in the same state I think almost everybody was in a different state which was like a good it was a fun fact about that show is that we really were super spread out which was fun yeah I'm surprised it didn't cause a lot of issues with like time for rehearsal but you would know that better than me. <laughs> you just pick a time zone. As long as you pick a time zone to always announce things as, we made it work. We all survived. We, got there. we did. We got through it. We made it to the other side. And then that was it. And we didn't see each other until right now. Exactly. Um, well, I love to start with the question. Have you smiled today? Yeah. That's good. Yes. <laughs> what did you smile at? 
Um, my mom and I went to Target today. And that is a good reason to smile. Yes. And we love going to Target. And we had a really long list of things we needed. And we walked around. And it was nice because it's a Tuesday afternoon. Yep. And it was just a nice Tuesday in Target and not crazy busy. And it was oh. fun. And it was a good time. So we love, we treasure the Target runs. Yes. Did you get anything that was not on the list? We did a pretty good job of sticking to the list this time around, actually. We really did. I mean, but luckily, one of the things we had to get was I'm going to Sonoma this weekend. So, Ooh. and there's going to be like a pool where we're going. And so I needed to get a new swimsuit because when I came down here to Northern California, up here to Northern California, I did not bring a swimsuit because I thought I was only going to be here for two weeks. So, <laughs> so I needed a swimsuit. So that was kind of the fun part of the shopping trip was was looking at those. So yes. That's fun. Oh, that's so it's sad and funny at the same time that you came with the intention that you were going to be there for two weeks, but you have been there now for 14 months. Yep. And yep. we were thinking, my mom and I were thinking, well, it's what happened last summer? Like, why didn't we go swimming last summer? How is it that only now we're realizing that I don't have a swimsuit here? Right. And then, well, nobody was doing anything last summer and yeah. including the pool. We didn't even go there. So but I'm excited. For the I'm weekend. excited We're for you. Pool, so, oh, well, well-deserved. That is going to be so nice and relaxing. Um, yeah. I know I did just get a new bathing suit too. Not at Target though. I always love the Target bathing suits, but I have a body type where, you know, one size fits the top, one size fits the bottom. And then we're just, we're just struggling. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. And I really wish that tops and bottoms were not, I don't know, sold separately or like that they both cost a million dollars. It seems like so unnecessary for that to be I the agree. case. I agree. <laughs> so it's a struggle, but we're here. Yes, that's okay. Yes. <laughs> minor things, minor things. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thought for you today is to talk about your journey to becoming a stage manager how you fell in love with it, the types of jobs you've done and you've taken, um, and what you're excited about now that theaters and amusement parks and places are reopening that need incredible people like you. Sure. Well, I so I started in middle school as a tech, you know, I wore all black for our little middle school musical. We did Just So in seventh grade, which is like all the stories about how, you know, the elephant got its trunk and the Aww. leopard got its spots and stuff. And it was a really cute show. So that was my first time ever being like backstage and doing that sort of work. And I really loved it. And I thought, well, maybe I should be like on stage. Maybe I'll like that a lot. And I did do that the next year in eighth grade. And I was like, I just didn't feel like I was in the magic of theater the same way as when I was mm. behind the scenes. Um, and so that realization was an important one for me. And going into high school, I am also a band kid. So I've been playing saxophone my entire life. And so throughout high school, I was in band and drama. And those were the two classes I was always in. And I stage manage my high school productions we had a really good theater program so those shows were fun and big and my senior year we took a one act to like a, a theater festival for high schoolers and won awards um and so that was really fun and we got an award for um like 
technical direction and stage management because we were one of the only older one of the only schools to ask about headsets if we could wear headsets and they had them ready for us so that was really nice but that was something that not any of the other schools had done I guess and so who would have thought but um <laughs> that was really fun <laughs> to to do that in high school and I loved it and um I went to college for uh, at Chapman University for film and film music so I really wanted to work behind the scenes in film production. That was my original sort of goal in doing all of this backstage theater. I just, any type of putting on a performance and I I just wanted to work behind the scenes of it. Mm -hmm. And that was the goal. And I went to Chapman and I, I did love it. And I worked on a few film sets, but it was actually a little too slow for me. Um, film sets are very, uh, you know, fast paced and then you do nothing for a long time. And so yes. I enjoyed it, but it was very stop and go. And I wanted, and I knew that theater and stage management was a, exciting because people were always on stage and there's always things that could go wrong, even when you think you're in the clear. Right. And that was kind of the exciting rush for me. And so that was something that clicked in my head of maybe I need to sort of go back to that. And that is something that I really enjoy is the really fast paced nature of it. Um, and so that's sort of what I did when I was in college, my freshman year of college, I started working at Disneyland, which was 10 minutes away uh, from my school. And I started off working in attractions just as a ride operator. I worked in Tomorrowland and pressed buttons and made the rocket ships go around. And I worked that's at so Space cool. Mountain for a few years <laughs> and it was really fun. Um, Space Mountain was definitely a really great place for me. It was really fast paced. Uh, the training there is long and you have to interview just to work there because they make sure that you know like people are going to yell at you. It's going to be crazy. People are very mm -hmm. passionate about this ride and we don't want it to break down and can you deal with crazy things happening that you don't expect uh, and you know making decisions quickly. And so actually working that attraction was a huge like it, the Venn diagram of working at Space Mountain and stage management is actually overlaps quite a bit more than I thought it ever would. But uh, so working that wide was really fun. Uh, and I want to say after about two years of working in attractions, I transferred to the guest talent department at Disneyland, where I worked as a show coordinator for all of the guest shows at the park. So whenever a high school comes to perform in Disneyland, like the marching band goes down Main Street or mm -hmm. a dance group will come and perform on one of our stages or they do a workshop backstage. Anything like that uh, is what the department that I was in and working for those people. So that was really fun because I did that trip when I was in middle school. You know, my band went and performed and, you know, tootled around the park or whatever. I know a lot of, <laughs> you know, school groups will go. And same thing in Disney World, they have the same thing. So I know there's um, people who have done those sort of workshops and things. And so it was really fun to be able to have done those workshops and then be the person in charge of those workshops, oh, yeah. and getting, you know, kids backstage and stuff. And I think the really fun part about that was, you know, in a four hour shift, I would clock in and look on a whiteboard and see what show I was calling that day. And it could be like, you know, a 10, you know, 10 kids in a dance ensemble, or it could be like 
a 70 piece wind ensemble and I just, you know, meet the kids and then bring them backstage and they get changed and they warm up for a little bit and they do their show. And my claim to fame, I have, I literally have a bullet point on my resume that says um, that I called shows that I had never seen before um, because that's what I did. I never saw wow. the show, but they went out there and I called it and then they came back and then I sent them into the park and I never saw them again. And that was what I did for a few years. Um, so it was really fun. I did love that department a lot and working with students and all sorts of different kids. And then uh, after a few years of that, by the time I was a senior in college, uh, right at the end of my senior year, I transferred into uh, the atmosphere talent department in Disneyland, which meant I wasn't working for the you know guest school groups anymore. I was working mm -hmm. for a professional atmosphere talent groups, which is our Disneyland band, which is a marching band of, um, you know, AFM members and the Dapper Dans who are all AGVA performers. And so it was working for, you know, professional groups and calling all of their shows. So working and calling shows for the Dapper Dans and scheduling their hearing tests and getting their props ready every morning and delivering their microphones and all, all sorts of things. So that was really fun. I really wow. loved working in that, in that department. Um, so yeah, and then COVID happened. I got laid off from Disneyland, but I started doing Zoom shows. I taught myself the technology of OBS and Zoom and all sorts of things to be able to do shows for, for different groups. And I started working for a company in San Francisco and doing Zoom shows for their children's theater. And I did a few with them. And then through that, ended up doing a few different high school shows here in the Bay Area too. And so that's kind of been how I've been able to you know, hang out here in, in Northern California and doing and survive the pandemic. But that's what I've been doing ever since. So just a couple of things, she says, <laughs> holy macaroni. That is, I am floored, first of all, because I didn't know this. Like, I just saw a little, you know, like a photo on Instagram. I was like, oh, OK, Alexa's like worked at Disney and like, you know, a little thing here and there. But to hear your journey to all of it is just incredible. Also, you're just such a, you're such a patient and um, like quiet and, and calm. I shouldn't say quiet because you're, you're loud like me, but you're like a, a calm human being. And to know how much a fast paced environment is like in, inviting to you and like something that really moves you forward is so funny. And it's like, I get it. I love a fast paced environment. And I just think it's so fascinating. Have you ever thought of moving to a big city to kind of like fuel that more? Or do you like being in the Bay Area? I've thought about it. I mean, it turns out the neighborhood I grew up in is very just Silicon Valley suburbs. And when I went to college <clears throat> in when I went to college in uh, Orange, California, very similar. So I have, that's really only my experience. And I've been, of course, to San Francisco a few times, and I've been to New York a few times, but mm -hmm. I haven't, I don't know, maybe. I might as well. That's one of the things I've been like, you know, I really thought I was going to be, I truly thought I was going to be at Disneyland, like, forever. I was like, this is where I'm going to work and make my career because I really love what I'm doing. And now that I, that isn't the thing tying me to California, I'm like, yeah, well, you could be anywhere. Where can I go? I could go anywhere, truly. So that's kind of the exciting part is I've definitely been applying for things all over the place because why the heck not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? 
And it's fun because our career lends itself to being able to go anywhere and explore not only the U.S., but the world if we wanted. Exactly. Which is so exciting and definitely something I am more interested in exploring now that we've all been at home for so long. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do something different and try something new. I hear you. I am with you on that. And I also think that there's something that is incredible that you've been able to be close to home or at home. And you've been able to surround yourself by people who do ground you and keep you calm to then have such a fast paced job and then be able to close the computer or walk away from the theater and go back to something that's a little more grounding, you know? Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm just pretty much looking at your whole life now that I know so much about it as, as a, an expert, as one might say. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> um, what has your favorite experience been so far? In theater? Yeah, in anything, in anything that you've done within like the stage management or theater realm. I think one of the coolest things that I have gotten to do was right before the end right before the pandemic hit in about January or so, Mm -hmm. um, I got to be part of a new parade that opened at Disneyland. Um, There's a Christmas parade that ends in mid-January. And then we had a brand new parade that was gonna be starting in February. I think it premiered in February. And in the middle of that, there was some dead time and they wanted to fill it with something. And so they reached out to the atmosphere talent department and said, can the Disneyland band and like a bunch of characters do something? And we were like, sure, why not? And so we did. And we had the Disneyland band um, with a car of princesses in the front and then like the fab five of like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto. Um, And the band and then in the back, there were a bunch of there was another car like we have double decker buses that go down Main Street. So we have this double decker bus filled with characters. And then behind them, we made all the villains walk. So all the villains walk at the back of the parade. (laughs) And it was just this cavalcade of the band and a bunch of characters. And we had different show stops where the princesses would get out of the car and wave to people and then get back in the car. And that sounds simple, but it was, you know, always interesting to herd princesses um so that was fun um but being able to to put that on was really exciting and being able to be part of of doing a parade like that that was something that the Disneyland band hadn't really done we had done smaller cavalcades before but that was truly something in place of a large-scale parade and it was really exciting to be able to work with all these different departments of work because we always work with our character department but that was even more than we had ever worked with them before and with our parades department which is a different set of you know characters and people so that was really fun just the collaboration of all of that and then being able to just make more friends and to be able to meet all these new people was really fun and to see how the parade department and our department are similar but not and it was just really cool to be able to put on something new and it was so quick it really was just like a few weeks of we need something and we did it. And then the new parade opened later, you know, and, and it was exciting. So that was really fun. 
and it's I so and I'm cool. yeah and I have this great I have one picture of me doing it where I'm in the front and like Cinderella's behind me and I'm like okay cool at least there's a picture of me with a headset on and like Cinderella so that way it looks like I really was I really did herd princesses like yes. I swear <laughs> and now I have proof of it so like thank goodness at least I have the one picture to prove it that's amazing also to just be like a part of an OG team that I just that's something I think a lot of artists love that idea of that just to strive towards something original and get to be a part of that creation I'm glad you got to do that before the pandemic hit yeah it was awesome it was a great like something I had never done either you know something I'd never been a part of a new thing yeah at Disney, it's really not often that new things happen or new shows happen um it does every once in a while but it takes you know a few years for a show to open at the right. resort so definitely exciting to do something new even if it was so small and just for a short amount of time it was something and yeah so was what is one thing that you would tell your younger self i really had always wanted to work at disneyland <laughs> ever since i uh was in high school and was doing theater that was always something i had wanted to do and i definitely told teachers that i wanted to work at disneyland and they were like for why like <laughs> why would you want to do that for <laughs> and so i'm glad that i never listened to them but that is something i would still tell myself is to still have those dreams and realize that there's so many things that you can like that that you can mash together and turn into something that really work i mean when i was younger one of my favorite shows was on TLC or something. It's always TLC. All of the shows I love are on, yes. on that stupid channel. Um, but there was this show called Whose Wedding Is It Anyway? And it was all about wedding planners and following them in the drama of the day of a wedding. And I loved it because it was all the organization and the planning and the things going wrong. And all of that were things that I really liked. And I also liked theater and mashing those things. And I also liked Disneyland right. and I mashed all those things together. And so that's something I've realized continuously is that there's so many times where you can like more than one thing and it it is a career path. Like it does exist. Whatever you're thinking, it totally, there is a path for it that you might not realize exists, but it's there, it's there. That is perfect advice if there is such thing as perfect advice that's pretty damn close <laughs> thank you so yeah, much i need course. like a medal now that i want to wear on my neck that says that i <laughs> i will i will send you a medal that says the most perfect advice said on thoughts of cat um and i would love the viewers to just know that or the listeners i guess to just know that you as a human being are such an incredible person you are so detail-oriented, so organized in your work ethic, and it was an honor and a joy to work alongside you. I would not have survived that Zoom show if it wasn't for you. So um, if anyone is ever looking for a stage manager, Alexa is the person to call. She's, I mean, I'm just going to keep using the word perfect <laughs> because it's true. Um and well, I thank just you, friend, we had so much fun together on that silly did. little quick show. It was like just the quickest thing and yeah. we had so much fun and we worked together so well and it was so easy. It like, was. It was so, it was the least stressful thing 
I don't know. It was just amazing. You were all, you were so nice and fun and chill and it was so it just made the whole it was like just this beautiful December of us putting yeah. on this this production. It was it was awesome. It reminded so me why we oh thank you. It reminded me of why we do it, right? Of like why we love to do theater and to play. And I actually I read this quote today that was which I like kind of agree with, but also you know, you can take it or leave it. But this quote said, theater is like a game. And when you play the game, you don't half-ass it, but you're playing, right? It's, it's not about acting like you're playing, but it's about enjoying that time with your teammates and your coach. And just that reminder of like, we come here because we're, we love it and we have fun and we can play together. And that's how that that quick, like a month and a week <laughs> was for us during that show. And, and I think, and I hope coming out of this time of being away from the craft and learning more about the culture and about who we are, um, that we can always come back to that foundation of, of having fun, but telling important stories and, and advocating for people. So definitely. Are you ready for Katrina's random question game? Oh boy, yes. Is this like rapid fire? I'm nervous. Um, it's not, we can, so it's a random question generator. Ooh. Um, it, it's rapid fire in the sense that I'd love you to say the first thing that comes into your head, but, um, but then we can debrief, which is always I fun. See. Okay, okay. Okay, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> What's the funniest actual name you've heard of someone having? When I was a trainer at the Astro Orbiter at the rocket ships in Tomorrowland, I got a piece of paper that said, the person you're training, their name is Butterbean. And I was like, that's not real. That's a joke. Someone, and this is my first time training somebody. And they were like, it's, their name is Butterbean. And I was like, this is a lie. And I ended up finding him his name was not Butterbean, but his nickname, you're allowed to have a nickname like on your name tag, you know, like if your name is Allison, you can have it say Allie, like that's allowed. And somehow Butterbean was approved for him. And that is why it showed up <laughs> as Butterbean. And that was one of the great, I was like, there's no freaking way this guy's name is. So at least still, still one of the funniest things I've ever like seen. And it wasn't a prank. <laughs> that's iconic. Butterbean. Long live Butterbean. If you're out Long there listening. Oh my gosh. I hope he's doing well. Hope yeah. Hope Butterbean's good. What song do you only know the chorus to? Right now, because I'm definitely one of the people who is on TikTok far more than I should be, there's a song called Heartbreak Anniversary, which is really pretty and nice. But of course, I only know the chorus because that's what the dance, you know is two. Yes. So it's the only time, it's the only song I know the chorus to. And I know, I have no idea what the rest of the song is about or how it goes, but I do know that chorus and I know that dance. And oh. that's <laughs> mm, good to know that you know that dance, Alexa. Oh, not that much though. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> um, what's something you're interested in that most people wouldn't expect? Um, I think it's, so I really enjoy movies that are like 
the that don't end happily. Mm-hmm. So like Peter Pan is one of my favorite movies. And at the end of Peter Pan, he leaves and Wendy grows up, you know? And so that, I think watching that movie, I liked it a lot. And there's been so many remakes of it, but movies that have a bittersweet ending, I think like a recent one would be uh, like How to Train Your Dragon, which is really not that recent. That's older now, but still that movie also ends bittersweet. I really enjoy films that have a bittersweet ending and that aren't always just joyful and happy all the time. I think Mm -hmm. movies that have a little bit of, you know, realistic, it's not always going to be great at the end. Um, I really enjoy movies that that are that way. So that's kind of, and especially as a, you know, somebody who's who studied, I'm hair flipping if you can take, um, <laughs> or somebody who studied film, I really enjoy movies that do that and that aren't either really happy ending or like really bummer endings too, but somewhere in the middle. I, I enjoy movies that have a bittersweet ending. That's a good them. answer. That's really good. I like this. I really didn't, I haven't thought about that actually in a while, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. This is your last question. You're slaying. You're slaying okay, okay. Game. Wait, is it? Is this your fourth question? Yes, it is. What old trend is coming back these days? I am a big sweater person. So I'm, if we're talking literal clothing trends. Yeah. I hope it's big sweaters forever because yes. I never want to get out of them. That is, yeah, that's my favorite sweaters. Let's go. I just bought a mustard yellow sweater, which is not part of my arsenal yet. Very exciting. So good color. Yes. Good color. Even though I know it's summer and I know I'm not going to wear it for a few months, I can't wait. I'm that's looking okay. forward to it. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to give you this question just in case we didn't have four. And I love this question because our listeners can't see you. They'll be able to see a picture when I post it. But if someone painted a portrait of you, how would it look? Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope it would be a caricature and very silly and cartoony. I have like this short curly hair and I just washed it yesterday. So it looks pretty okay today. But sometimes it gets real big and I think having like the really big hair and another thing that people can't see right now but Kat and I have the same glasses basically because I specifically walked into Warby Parker and showed them her face and said I want these glasses and I texted you and it was this whole thing about the glasses so I need those huge glasses to be part of it and for me to have a big old chunky mustard yellow sweater yes and the big poofy hair and I think that would be and a caricature just very silly it's perfect that's what I want that when you texted me and you were like I'm in Warby Parker I showed them a picture of you um do you remember what your glasses are called I was like this is completely has solidified our friendship just making sure we both know (laughs) and we hadn't talked in a while we had been we like check in every once in a while but I mean, like it had been weeks, like we had truly, it was was so out of the blue, but I was like, she's gonna, she'll tell me. I I know she will. I know this is, she will understand this is important to me. Of course. Immediate response. Immediate. (laughs) And now, and now we get to like, and now we get to see each other in all our glory. So. And the glasses look beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Your glasses look beautiful. Thank you. Oh, Alexa, I miss you. I'm so grateful that you took this time to to come on here and to tell the listeners your story. And I think everything that you had to say about 
what you would say to your younger self and to, to keep dreaming and to keep finding all of your passions and encouraging others to know that that can build your career, no matter what it is, is really powerful. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This was so great to catch up and see you again and, I know. and just laugh a little bit. Yes. And we won't go this long without checking in. Agreed. Deal. Deal. I'll see you soon. It's things Lily can't stop thinking about. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's Lily back with Kat and the Michael Gaudio. Yes. We're back, Whoa. everybody. Woo, things Hello. Lily can't stop thinking about is here. <laughs> Let's rock. Yes. Uh, you know what, what time it is, everyone. It's time for part two of the great leading lady showdown so if you did not listen to part one go back and fill out your own brackets we want to know your thoughts as we continue on this journey yes so prep right now and catch up no spoilers beyond the, you know this the let's go everybody ready yes ready okay Whew, deep breath everyone we can do this now okay so now you guys we are in the wild west here there are no more themes there are no (sighs) more specific pairings we are in the thick of it so let's just start it off with our first two we Mm -hmm. have the leslie nope of parks and rec versus Mm -hmm. betty suarez of ugly betty michael your head is in your hand i can't want to start this off Oh my gosh. Are you? No, I can't start this one off. I'll start this off, but I have a question first. Are we still ranking in the criteria that we were ranking last week? That's a beautiful question. That is a beautiful question. And I think (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) And I think our three points of criteria, which I can just reinforce right now. (gasps) So we're all on the same page. Andrea would be so proud. And Andrea, yes. Shout out to you. Number one, we have personal transformation. Number two, role model slash feminist inspiration. And three, icon status. Ooh. Very important. Yeah. Now I'm I'm thinking we'll use these three pieces of criteria as our but if you have something else to add, now that we are in the thick of it, please feel free. Okay. Feel three. Yeah. Feel free. Okay. Okay. Woo. And now that we had time to process back Leslie Nope and Betty Suarez, here we are. This is a hard one. I know. I know. Yes. Yes. Cat hand in the air, like a good <laughs> student. Um, I'm going to go with Leslie Nope. Okay. And first of all, I'd like to acknowledge, I'd like Michael to reinforce that okay hear me out so the last time we did this we were all in complete agreement eight out of eight okay but i'm excited to see if we are all in like thank god there's three of us because now someone can be the tiebreaker anyway i know right i vote leslie nope i still think that she is um an icon in her own right she is a role model 100 percent of feminist inspiration I know they both are, but 
I have to, I have to fight for Leslie. Um, Do it. And for Leslie's personal transformation, I'm still, I'm still going to back up what I said last time, which is that she inspires everybody around her to be as passionate about life and work and relationships as she is. And not only is that a personal transformation, but that is like a transformation amongst everybody in the series. So, okay. Thank you. Yes. Love it. Michael, you're having a hard time. Are you in a I'm having a hard time and I'm having a very hard time with this one, probably more so than any of the other ones. I want to hear Lily's side and then I'm going to chime in. Okay. 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 You know what? I'm going to, I, that's fair. Thank you. I am here to confirm my vote for Leslie. Nope. Here is why this is no shade on Betty Suarez because Betty is iconic. Yeah. 100%. But if I'm thinking about in my daily life, when I'm in a situation, I say to myself, Lily, what would Leslie Nope do? Mm-hmm. And I find myself falling back on that feeling of I turn to Leslie Nope in my day-to-day life more often than I turn to Betty Suarez. And for me, I think that just takes the cake slightly mm-hmm. because Betty is incredible, 100%. But for me, Leslie Nope is kind of a pioneer. That is a phenomenal word for her. her. Thank you. Like she is, I feel like when, when Parks and Rec started, I had never seen a woman like Leslie Nope on television before. Definitely. And for me, I think that's why I have to cast my vote for Leslie Nope. Yeah. Great. No, I'm, I'm so glad I wanted to hear your guys' perspective before I, um, hopped in on it. Uh, but I'm not going to break the uh, chain here. I think that we can go with, <laughs> definitely go with Leslie Nope for this one. Cause this is a hard one for me. Cause I think I'm trying to think about this, like through our system. And if you watch, mm-hmm. listen to last episode, uh, Betty Suarez, I was her biggest advocate and I just can't say enough about Betty Suarez, but looking at our system, you are correct. Leslie Nope is more of an icon. I think um, Leslie Nope is more of that feminist icon. Um, uh, what was the other part? Uh, role model status. Yeah. I think Betty Suarez's transformation is a little bit more profound, but it again, is beautiful. That's, yes, exactly. I, but again, that's one out of three, not two out of three. So yeah. I'm trying to think in that way so that I don't ruin my love for Betty Suarez, but I am yeah. equally as obsessed with Leslie Nope. And yeah. I agree. I think about her more in my daily life. So let's go. With yeah. yeah. I think Michael, you might be Betty Suarez's biggest fan. <laughs> I think I might be, which is why this I one is hard think. for me, but yeah. I do but believe you know what? that Leslie Nope is the right choice here. And I'll say this. I think if ugly Betty had gotten more than four seasons, Betty might've had a little bit more of a fighting chance. Agreed. You know, if she was like six, seven, eight seasons, mm-hmm. we might have seen more right. from her. Which that she would could just... have been, but. <laughs> of course. I yeah. feel like that show could have kept going for sure. But, yeah. okay. Agreed. But I feel yeah. good about Le- Leslie Nope. Very good about Leslie I want to have okay. like brunch every day with Leslie Nope. Oh, yes. Mm. Go for those waffles anytime. <laughs> and you know, I'm not, I'm not a breakfast person like Leslie, but I feel like Leslie could turn me into a breakfast person. Yeah. Same. Like she's that powerful. 
She's pioneer. Definitely. She's a pioneer, <laughs> pioneer. baby. That's, Here her, we go. that's her word. I love it. That's right. Okay. We're moving right along. Here we go. We have our second pairing. Liz Lemon of 30 Rock versus Alexis Rose of Schitt's Creek. <laughs> I feel like it's Very really hard pairing. to be um, a character from Schitt's Creek in a group with somebody else. Just saying. I agree. It's hard. I, it's hard. I agree. I, yeah. I think, <laughs> Katrina, that your answer was right there. In that. <laughs> <laughs> you said everything you needed to say. And I'll say this. Liz Lemon is, is... I, she, she does hold iconic status, but yeah. like we said last time, uh, the transformation that Alexis goes through from episode one to the finale is astounding. Truly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And an icon like no other. Yeah. Of course. I'm already yeah. thinking ahead of. I know. Oh my God. It's going to be so hard. Okay. <laughs> this is hard. But I, but, okay. I think your, your statement is a great core statement. What did you say? Shit's Creek. It's, it's hard, hard to, to be a kid. Someone from Shit's yeah. Creek. Yeah. yeah. Just is. Yeah. It's hard. And you know what? Like there is a reason that they swept all the awards this last year. Oh, right. No. Still so thrilled There's about that. There's a reason. That. There's a reason. Right. Also, if I had my own theme song, like a little bit of Lexus, I, I mean, it would be over for everybody. So <laughs> just Iconic. a little bit Lily. That's it. A little bit Lily. A little bit. That, that rolls off the tongue very nicely. Yeah. Yeah, we're going with Alexis Rose on this one, for sure. I think so. I think so. And you know what? I don't think Liz Lemon would mind. Like, Liz is oh, like, no. thank God, She'd be God, like, I take it. Go back to bed. Yeah. Take it. My take hands it. are full. I'm ordering takeout Chinese food. You have a great time. <laughs> Working on my night cheese. I'm out. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Smooth. Ooh, okay. You guys, we're doing it. We are doing mm-hmm. it. We're doing this it. is our Olympics. This it is. is. 100%. Yeah, we have to provide the Olympic level content now that the Olympics are over and we're here to fill that void. We are, we are here. Well, let's keep this train rolling. Here we go. Mm -hmm. We have Rosa Diaz of Brooklyn Nine-Nine versus Jane Villanueva of Jane the Virgin. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. I mean, you all heard our Jane enthusiasm last episode. It, it'd be hard not to vote for Jane, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys were thinking, but for me, like, Jane is probably the sole character I think about in my daily life. I feel like she is a real person. Um, her, the wild things she's gone through and how she's transformed, um, her icon status, her role model status. I mean, she went, like Katrina said in the last episode, from, from, like girl to woman, mother, so many things. Um, 100%. My vote is for Jane on this one. 100, oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. In agreement. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, Great. when I think of all the challenges Jane Villanueva oh my had gosh. to overcome, it's, it's, it's some parallel. Uncanny. You need to watch it to see. My goodness. There's also something about like, even if we're just looking at these three women that we've chosen, Leslie, Alexis, also even Alexis Lemon. <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> you're, you're torn, Lily, you're torn. Oh, oh my goodness, I so did that, wow. Um, Leslie, funny. Alexis, and Jane, it's like, you, 
you just know who they are. And that's a testament to like who they are as actors as well. Yes. But like, you know who these people are. They're not some sort of stereotype, but they are completely themselves. You cannot recreate them. They are who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really special. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Michael, you said like, she is real to me. That's what I think is that icon status, like Mm -hmm. a character that has transcended the television screen and is 100% real in my mind every day. Yep. Yes, Mm. absolutely. Great point. Absolutely. Well, let's just move right along then. Here we go. (laughs) Easy peasy, let's lemon squeezy. Okay, (laughs) we have Eleanor Shellstrop of The Good Place versus Moira Rose of Schitt's Creek. Now, <laughs> I mean, Katrina, would you just like to repeat what you said? About yeah, the last refer back to previous comment. However, this one was probably my hardest one because I love Eleanor. Oh, wow. But in comparison to one another, Eleanor and Moira, come on. Yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, in defense of Eleanor, her personal transformation is mm. oh beautiful. I mean, yeah. it is... Like that whole show, if you haven't watched The Good Place, check it out. I just think it's so beautiful. What they did with just a few seasons was oof, magnificent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like like I said, Moira Rose is one and only. Yeah. Yes. There can be no other. And I just, I, I just can't not vote for Moira. I know. Absolutely. And the people listening would be very angry if, she did not at least make it to this round. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. No right. doubt. They'll be riding in the streets with their torches and pitchforks. Totally. Yeah. yeah. These four that we have right now. This is hard. This, this is hard. Yes. It's hard. Because this, I feel like this was the easiest round, the one we just did. Mm-hmm. Now this is hard. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> deep okay. breaths, deep breaths. I'm Here taking we go. a sip of water. Yeah. Yep. So Ooh, now, break. Here we listeners, go. we are going from four to two mm. and then we're going to go from two to the one great leading lady the battle royale yeah this is the hardest thing they're going to do <laughs> grad school what <laughs> i say nah. that doesn't very, get better yeah doesn't no, get better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's say in the past <laughs> <laughs> okay i think we just have to do it we have to rip the band-aid leslie uh, nope Versus the Lexus Rose. This Y'all, I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is cruel. All three of us have our hands on our head. Oh my God. Okay, you know what? When in doubt, oh, we're going back to the criteria. Yes. We're going to make yeah. a list. Here we go. Yeah. Non-attachment. This is not about... We love them all equally. Here we go. Number one, first piece of criteria, personal transformation. Let's break it down. Alexis. I, Alexis. For that one. Ale- yeah. I feel like Leslie's transformation is subtle. subtle. Like Alexis Rose goes from, I mean, it is gargantuan, like bad person yeah. to yes. good person. Like yeah. it is so stark. Seamlessly. Yeah. No, I agree. Seamlessly. And I think it's one of the best transformations I've seen on TV. Yes. It's just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that she yeah. wins that, that check. Let's let's look at the other. Exactly. Because okay. Leslie starts as a good person and she just goes to better. But there's right. no she doesn't exactly. have to come back from the dark side. Right. right. Okay. Exactly. 
Okay, number two, we have role model slash feminist inspiration. That's Leslie. Leslie. It's Leslie. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Because, I mean, yeah. even Leslie is even her own role model. She has a picture of herself hanging yeah. in her office. <laughs> I know. Like that yeah. is a level of confidence mm-hmm. yes. in role model mm-hmm. status. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got, we're tied here. Mm-hmm. We're tied. It's neck and neck and we are down to icon status. Mm-hmm. okay they're very equal very equal but yeah. i mean i feel like alexis is a yeah. little bit more iconic <laughs> yeah just because of her song her ew david her hand movement like there's so many more things mm. i can think of iconic wise mm-hmm. like, i'm sure we can quotability yeah yeah going back what to theater school think? the justice the justice of the character that's right. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's it up in there. Y'all, I'm trying to use that MFA while I can. Oh, okay. we need to use it while we can. Yes, it's hard to because like Leslie is iconic too. Um, of course. Yeah, but but Alexis. Oh, that, no. What I was gonna say was because Michael talked about Jane being like real to mm-hmm. him, and I feel like Leslie could be real. Right. Oh, There's yeah. still like a, a little bit of like a disassociation that like Alexis to me is like still a, a character and not a yeah. real person. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's over the top. I totally get that. Yes. Yeah. But I still would have to vote Alexis on this one. I, I'm My vote is Alexis. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's so interesting is that Leslie Nope has been on our screens for longer yeah. than yes. Alexis. But Alexis has kind of taken the world by storm. Yeah. Yes. And that's world. icon yes. status. Good point, Lily. That's icon status. And you know what? I think even Leslie Nope would call her an icon. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. agree. That's a great way of looking at it, Lily. Passing the torch. Yeah. Yes. Leslie would be like, go forth and prosper. Like, I believe in you. You yeah. got this. And I have to say, like, Alexis would want this. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, she would you know, fight she, for it. She'd fight for it. So I think I want to go with Alexis on this one too. Yeah. Okay. Alexis right. it is. Here we go. Lily, do you agree too? <gasps> yeah. Okay, good. Alexis Lemon? No, Alexis Rose. <laughs> we Here did we it. Go. We did it. Okay. That was okay, a hard one. I think it. that was that was, that was for me like so neck and neck. It, it's neck. Mm-hmm. Yes. It could have been either. Truly. It, it, and, and that's the thing. That's, that's a testament to how amazing these characters are and how well written mm-hmm. they are. Yes. 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good point. Ooh, here we go for another toughie. We have Jane yeah. Villanueva versus Moira Rose. I don't know. This is <laughs> very so <hard>. different. <laughs> very different. Okay, let's very go through the criteria through again. The criteria. Here we go. Yep. When in doubt, back to our criteria. One, personal transformation. Moira. Ooh, I feel like Jane. Really? Ooh, let's hear an argument for both. I'm so intrigued. Personal, oh, personal transformation from start to finish, I think is Moira because, right, we, we see her as this like self-absorbed woman who like doesn't even know whether her kids are in the house or not to like a real loving wife and mom and still like who she is, right? No one ever really yeah. changes who they are, but that she really does grow and finds a way to love the community and love selflessly. Mm-hmm. Jane, and I think love herself a little bit more. And love too. herself. Yeah, yeah. 
Like yeah. when we see her at the beginning, um, I believe season one, where she's doing the commercial for like, oh, bad linger, fine. Uh-huh. And she fully does not, like she's a full panic in the dressing room. Yeah. We don't see that in at the end with the, the crows and, right. and Sunset Cove. With, she is so self-assured in who she is at that point. Right. True. Whew, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, so I, that's why I feel I'm, I'm leaning towards Moira. On that, on that one check, not on the whole category. No, no, on that one check. Oh, okay. oh yeah. On that, one on that check. check for me, I'll just make my argument for Jane. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, I do feel like for all the reasons you said, Moira definitely has a lot of growth. I feel like it's subtle though. Um, yeah. Whereas with Jane, you true, I mean, she starts out in college, you know, and thinking she wants, I mean, no, no real spoilers. She wants to be a teacher. And then all this havoc ensues in her life. She endures so much more than we could probably even remember. Um, and she's she's sort of like thrown into life and um, becomes a woman and a mom and changes careers. And there's just so much going on. And yet she still stays true to herself, um, connected to her family. Um, I just think that, I don't know, to me, it's more overt and more, like impactful transfer transformation wise for Mm -hmm. for that character for me I don't know what do you think Lily I don't know yeah I think it's so interesting listening to both sides of this because I almost feel like Moira's is really internal and and it comes from this internal place whereas Jane's transformation comes from all these external factors that are coming at her true whereas I feel like if all the drama hadn't gone down around her she wouldn't have essentially changed who she was as a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. She right, had right. to change and adapt yeah. because so did Moira. She had to. Well, I guess Moira. And, yeah, and you know, Moira's put in a yeah. position as well, whereas her her whole world has changed and yeah. is out of her hands. I feel like with Jane, it's like this girl never gets a break. It's like yeah, yeah. obstacle after obstacle, mm-hmm. and it just comes at her. This is really hard. Well, maybe we can like see how we think about the other ones. We don't have to agree on every check mark. We can go to, you know, criteria number two and loop back. Maybe something will sure. reveal itself, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two is role model slash feminist inspiration. Jane. I almost, Jane. yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, I feel like Jane, even though I feel like Moira, at, by the end of her journey, you go, okay, this is, I see it. I get it. Like she is somebody who is good at her core. I feel like Jane from the start, it's like she is, she she wants to be a role model and that's something that she prides herself on. And you yeah. can start, you, you feel like she's an inspiration from episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She doesn't grow into that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think she I takes agree. that category. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. So now number three, icon status. That one's Moira. For Moira sure. for I, sure. I'm Moira. Yeah. Moira. Oh, so, so we're, we're at... neck and neck again. And it's back to criteria point number one, personal transformation. Oh. Now I'm going to say, I'm going to say something. I feel like if we're talking about transforming at the core, I feel like I might have to give it to Moira. Okay. It's sad. Which I know Katrina hurts feels me. the same way. It, it hurts me. It does hurt because Jane is like my superhero. I love Jane so much. I just am feeling like, 
if we're talking about who you were at the beginning versus who you were at the end, Moira was like a very different person mm-hmm. at her core. And like Jane, all of her core values are still the same. Right, Family, right. community, like everything she loves and cherishes, that, that doesn't change. Whereas yeah. Moira's values really change throughout the show. Yeah. Right. I might have to give Good it point. to Moira. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, hey, I mean, I'm not fully sold, but I am two. We, you are two Moira and one Jane here. So we got to go with Moira then. Um, well, that's okay. Is, I'm not is, there one, is there one last point that you would like to make to try and sway us over to your side? <laughs> A closing argument. Show, guys. I mean, I how do we... And we're going to have two roses up against each other. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but that's okay. I, I, lo- I mean, I love Moira just as much. I mean, and I think all your points are so valid and I can't argue with it. Like, you know, I'm right. Like for me, it's like an inch, you know? And yeah. You guys Same are like, here. splitting hairs. It's like, it's yeah. neck and neck. It's like that. You have to go back to that footage at the, the finish line of the race and see like whose nose crossed just before the other mm. person's. Mm. Yeah, so true. I feel this so is true. this is one that's like really I feel guilty about. <laughs> I do too. In my gut, where I'm like, I I feel like they're both worthy. They are. Jane sure. is one of the greatest leading ladies of our time, which is why she's yeah. on this list. One hundred percent. Yeah, well, and you know what? Like, she's on the podium. Like, she's winning. You know, yes. a medal. And again, Moira would be the one wanting wanting to move on. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> also, I really love how invested we are in our relationship to these characters that we're like, oh, well. I know, <laughs> like we feel like, so what bad. If Jane finds out I didn't vote for her. I know because <laughs> they're real people in our mind. It's okay. All right. Okay. So we're 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 battling the roses here. Yep. Moira. Battling to the two shits creek. Leading ladies. They're both like, we have. it's yeah. like, like I'm, I'm thinking about the categories in my head. Um, I know. This is hard. Alexis versus Moira. No, daughter versus mother. Okay. If we're throwing away, I know, daughter versus mother, they'd really have a cat fight over this. Um, oh, this would be it, bad. This would be a great plot if they want so to do an this extra episode. <laughs> I want the spinoff. If we're thinking of like, okay. I'm throwing away the criteria and I'm just choosing my favorite character from the show. My favorite character from the show is Alexis. She is my favorite character. I will throw that out there. I don't know if we're adding that to the criteria. But... Hey, I feel like we are at our final two. Yeah. Like, I know. Add what you want to add. This is our time to go for our favorite gal. What do you guys think? I'm thinking of the criteria mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of um, the second one in particular, which is feminine role model. Role model slash feminist inspiration. Slash feminist inspiration. So I'm going with Alexis on this because I think there's something really valuable in a young woman who lived off of her parents and lived off of the greed and the the world of being rich to then becoming her own businesswoman and you know having I mean sorry for any spoilers people but like you should have watched it um (laughs) but like I mean this isn't really a spoiler but when she's like oh I thought like maybe her and her brother would live together 
And then she decides for herself that, you know what? No, I'm going to live alone. Like, it's so like the way that the relationship of Alexis and her person, I'm not going to give too much away. The, the finale of their relationship, whatever that means. The um, It's so mature. It's just so mature. And I think she, her transformation, her icon status into. You you touched on transformation too. Yeah. Into being such a good role model for everyone out there of like how you think of yourself first is what's going to push her over mom for me. And just, I keep flashing back to um, her relationship with Ted. Yeah. And the, again, no spoilers, but in the final season where Ted and Alexis meet at the Cafe Tropical, uh huh. I just, the best. I get the goosies. The goosies, full on goose to me, like, what a woman. Like, that's the kind mm. of thing that takes your breath away. Yeah. You go, this is like not just someone that I want to be my friend, but like, someone want to be like mm-hmm. yep agreed Worse. agreed and you know this is like a chicken and egg situation because mm-hmm. it's like would we have alexis without moira would they yeah. have become the people they became without each other each other in this situation good point the way that they reconcile their mother-daughter relationship is really yeah. gorgeous and in a way I- moira still wins <laughs> because she's exactly a part of alexis. A hundred percent. And that's the thing. If Alexis wins, Moira wins because they, you know, you can't have one without the other. That's right. I love that. I think I would like to cast my vote for Alexis. I would like to agree. So we have our leader. That was so fun. That was gorgeous. So glad about where we landed. Alexis Rose. Yeah. Like looking at all those women on the board, I'm not sure I would have concluded that right off the bat. And I'm so glad that's where we landed. You know what? I, that's such a good point. Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted, yeah. not that she isn't deserving, but there are so many heavy hitters yeah. yep. on this list. Whew. Wow. Well, we did it. We, we did, did it. it. Oh, we Michael, it. thank you so much for being a part of this with us. I had a blast. Thank you guys so much for asking me to be here. This was so much fun. Oh, the trio. So fun. Oh, now I just want to rewatch all these TV shows. I know. Yeah, me too. Let's go. Yeah, good. Let's just do it. Cheers, cheers to television cheers. strong leading ladies and Alexis Rose. That's right. Cheers. 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 Happy thoughts with Cat.